Good afternoon, everybody Uneducated Economist here. So I'm going to leave a link down in the description for you guys to an article where they are talking to Steve Forbes, who has suggested that there is an easy way to deal with inflation. All you have to have is a stable currency, and you don't have to make a bunch of people poor by trying to establish a stable currency. Now, what I found quite comical about this is that over the last 10 years prior to COVID, we had a fairly stable currency. Like inflation was not running rampant. We had an inflation rate that was running even under the 2% target that the Federal Reserve was shooting for. The prices were stable. Like, I mean, house prices were going up and there was a lot of like asset prices that were moving up. I, I guarantee, I grant, you know, I give you that, right? You know, that part of it. But as far as like, you know, the typical idea that people's food inflation or that all this like, you know, rampant inflation that we're seeing through all the commodities and produced products out there and services, all that stuff, a lot of people are blaming on the Federal Reserve and not necessarily blaming it on a supply chain breakdown. Now, Again, if you had been following this channel for any length of time, we pretty much are of the mind that the inflation that we are experiencing, or at least the price inflation that we are experiencing, had more to do with that supply chain breakdown and not so much coming from the Federal Reserve. So when the Federal Reserve goes to lift interest rate to try and combat this inflation, they're not going to be very successful at it, considering that the consumer getting damaged is not going to try and free up the supply chain, right? Like if you hurt the consumer, the people who are working the supply chain, the distributors, the retailers, all the, you know, transportation, when you try to hurt the consumer, you're not putting them in an environment in which that they can succeed. So the idea that they are going to say, invest into their companies or even have a viable company coming into this killing of the consumer, I mean, whatever way you want to kind of say it, that doesn't provide a good economy for them, right? So when the Federal Reserve says they want to try and bring inflation down by hurting the consumer, well, what they are doing is they are going to continue to damage the supply chain and not fix it. That's the real problem. You're not going to be able to fix this supply chain breakdown with monetary policy. It's just not going to happen, especially when you come into restrictive monetary policy. I mean, that's going to that's going to exasperate the problem in my opinion. So, when Steve Forbes says this that we just need a stable currency, well, the Federal Reserve had that. Like that was the problem with it. And even in John Williams' speech, low monetary or monetary policy for a low neutral interest rate world, he said it in there that the the problem the Fed is facing is an inflation expectation that is re that is running persistently too low. I mean, that's what he said in that speech. And then here COVID kicks in and then we have inflation running persistently too high. Right. So this is really where I think a lot of people, including these you know high ranking economists, they really are missing it. They are missing the, the problem that we are facing as far as the inflation scenario being caused by a supply chain breakdown and not necessarily the monetary policies. But everybody wants to screw with the monetary policies to try and fix this inflation problem. It's just not going to happen. I mean, not in my opinion, it's going to end up causing the problem to be worse. This, you know, high prices on, on goods and services, I have a feeling that's going to take place or that's going to continue longer than it needed to be 
considering that the Federal Reserve had let the inflation run extra hot, extra long for an extended period of time, but that's what they were going for. So it doesn't really matter what our opinion is. I mean, we can think whatever we want about what the Federal Reserve should be doing. It doesn't really matter what we think the Fed should be doing or could be doing. What is happening is what we have to look at. And that's what the Federal Reserve is saying is that they are going to keep inflation or I'm sorry, keep the interest rate running extra high to try and combat the inflation. So even after the inflation comes down, I have a feeling that you're going to continue to see those interest rates stay elevated for a significant amount of time. And you're going to find everybody out there screaming at the Federal Reserve saying they're doing unnecessary pain to the people and that they should really be backing off on this. Now, some of the stuff that you can really see that it's not necessarily the monetary policies coming from the Federal Reserve is to just look at lumber, right? Lumber was my indicator. When I saw lumber prices starting to move up, I said, man, we are going into some really hard times here. And that was at the end of 2019. I mean, look at my videos. I was talking about mill curtailments and shutdowns and inventory depletions and saying this is not going to do well. I mean, we are going into some, I didn't know what it was that we were going to experience, but I knew that all this stuff that was happening within the lumber industry was coming to a head inside of the economy. I just didn't realize it was going to be a COVID lockdown that did it. So when the COVID lockdowns did kick in and all the inventory was depleted due to the stimulus checks, so you had people not producing lumber and you had people giving checks to go out there and buy all the rest of the lumber, it zapped all that inventory. There was hardly anything left. So the prices run up to 1700 per thousand and the mills are just killing it at this price, right? I mean, you're selling lumber at 1700 per thousand when you're normally selling it at like four or 500 per thousand. Yeah, you're making a lot of money. But what a lot of people don't talk about is how these mills were, you know, in dire straits just a few months earlier prior to the COVID lockdowns taking place. And there was mill curtailments and shutdowns and people losing their jobs all over British Columbia area and including here in the United States, but nobody really wants to talk about it. They just want to talk about how greedy these lumber, lumber mills were. Well, the monetary policy is just now getting to a point where they're starting to tighten it up, right? So the Federal Reserve is trying to bring in some of that liquidity out there, try to bring in some of that, reel in some of that irrational exuberance that's happening. And what happened to lumber prices? <laughs> all the way down to 400 per thousand. I mean, look at the price right now. It's at 410, right? The Federal Reserve is just now starting to tighten up monetary policy. And we have lumber prices sitting at the prices that they were back in 2018 and 17. I mean, this is a very normal price. So when they say that the Federal Reserve should be looking for a stable currency, well, let's look at lumber and what lumber ha and what happened with lumber. Because everybody wanted to point the finger at lumber and say, look at lumber prices go up, money printer go burr, what else do you need to know? All the inflation in the world is showing itself right there in lumber and now it's gone, right? The inflation is gone from lumber, does not exist there anymore. Does that make sense because it was a monetary policy or does it mean that it was more due to a supply chain breakdown? And when the mills were making 1700 per thousand off their lumber, they were pumping out as much lumber as they possibly could and then they filled the supply chain up again, right? It happens. What happened right after that? Prices crashed. What did the mills do? Went into curtailment. What happened after that? Inventory tightened up. Prices went up, right? Then all the way until just recently again, I mean, Earlier this year, when I was in Miami, 
they asked me to give a call on lumber and this is exactly what I said was going to happen. I said lumber prices were going to stay down to the end of winter and at some point you're going to find that the inventory levels are going to tighten up because of all the mill curtailments that are taking place and this is what we're experiencing right now. I can't imagine these lumber prices staying down this low this long. It's not, it's, first of all, there's going to be buyers who are going to want to get in, but at some point, the mills are going to just stop producing. Like they just can't make money or profit at 400 per thousand. Like some mills can, but the high cost producers, high out producers up in British Columbia, they can't. They're not going to, they're not going to produce a bunch of lumber at 400 per thousand. And then, you know, you think about it, it's like the demand for lumber is really starting to come out of the market as well. Um, just some anecdotal evidence of it. I was talking with my, uh, with my pressure treated guy who is probably like one of the best indicators for what I see going on in the lumber market. He has first access to the lumber. He has a product that has a high turnover rate. So the things that are happening within the pressure treated market has a pretty good indicator of what's going on throughout the rest of the lumber industry. And he told me something that was very interesting. He, he, he said, I mean, it's happened before in the past, but this is a very telling sign of what's going on with the builders because we know the builder sentiment has come out. Like, you know, the prices are getting, you know, coming down, the interest rates are going up. Builders are really nervous. They're thinking that there's not probably not going to be a whole lot of buyers out there looking for homes. And so that doesn't give them a lot of encouragement to go out there and try and build homes. So here it comes, right? So my pressure treated guy, he tells me normally he sells anywhere from 12 to 16 units of plate stock to this big time builder, right? I mean, like a national builder, national home builder. So he sells 12 to 16 units of this number three plate stock. It's the first piece of lumber that you put down on a foundation before you start to frame, all right? So that's kind of the easiest way to understand it. So it's a really good indicator of what framing jobs are coming because if you're selling a lot of this plate stock, then you know that there's gonna be a lot of framing and home building coming you know, to, to set on top of this plate stock. I mean, essentially you wouldn't need the plate stock unless you're building a home. Anyway, 12 to 16 units, he normally sells this guy a week. He sold one unit to him, just one unit to this guy. Now, that is scary to think about how much building was taking place to all of a sudden a screeching halt. And that's really what we're experiencing. Now, granted, the prices are gonna come down and that's the reason probably why we're not seeing a whole lot of home builders taking place right now as far as getting into the market because they're nervous about the prices coming down. But you also have to think what's coming into production. If people aren't building, then that's gonna be a gap in production of new homes and that's not gonna add more inventory to the market. That's not a good sign, right? I mean, you wanna have more inventory coming onto the market, not less, if you wanna see home prices come down. Now, again, there's a lot of, uh, there's gonna be a lot of arguments or excuses or anything else out there as far as why there's gonna be more inventory and mainly it's gonna be because home prices are coming down, people are gonna to wanna to try and get out of it before the prices come down any further, but really it's gonna be layoffs. To me, layoffs are gonna be the one thing that really drives the inventory into homes as far as the available homes out there to buy because if you have a lot of layoffs, then you're probably gonna have a lot of foreclosures as well. Okay. I'm gonna leave it at that. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.